Ben, Ben Avery here from the Comic Book Time Machine. Just to uh, quickly remind you that these following episodes were actually taken from a larger episode and cut up into more easily indexed, smaller portions. So there are going to be times when I talk about, you know, next in this episode or previously in this episode, because originally these were released as long episodes that covered a single month of the comics. A long time ago, on a spinner rack, far, far away. The Comic Book Time Machine presents Marvel's Cosmic Comics, exploring Marvel's licensed sci-fi and fantasy during the Star Wars period. Episode 34, John Carter, Warlord of Mars, number seven, and Ben's Bullpen Bulletin. John Carter, Warlord of Mars, issue number seven. The title is Deja Thoris Lives. Marv Wolfman is the writer-editor. Gil Kane and Tom Sutton, illustrators. Irv Watanabe, letterer. And M&M Wolfman, colorists. I don't know what that means. M&M Wolfman. M of M, maybe? No, it's M and M. So Marv might have been working here as a colorist. Anyway, uh, this issue... Well, last issue left off. Basically, uh, John Carter has come home after being accused of kidnapping the princess, Dejah Thoris. He has killed the only man who actually knows where the princess is. But he, when he was in the city, people were turned against him. And they chased him down. There are some battles and stuff like that. He ends up rescuing and saving a bunch of uh, unborn uh, children who are in uh, incubation chambers. And now he lays in bed, dying, bleeding. And it's not looking good. And as I'm starting to read this, I'm still wondering from last time, how is he going to find Dejah Thoris? Because he doesn't know where Dejah Thoris is. The only person who does know where Dejah Thoris is, is dead. That's the man with the robot arm. Well, Sola is... Uh, a giant green creature, you know, the, the the Martian guys with the forearms, that kind of thing. Well, she is worried about John Carter, and she asks the doctor, can we do anything? Is there any hope for him? Should I pray for him? And the doctor has an interesting piece of advice. Basically, he says, only death renders hope futile. So she'll pray for his life because he's done so much for her and for her father, Tars Tarkas. Meanwhile, John Carter keeps mumbling about Dejah Thoris. We turn and we find Dejah Thoris. We are with her now. We haven't seen her since, what, issue one, issue two? We're finally back to her, and she's getting smacked around by another woman. And this other woman, she is not happy. She is jealous. But there was a man who was assigned to Dejah Thoris as a guard who says, you know, come with me. 
don't worry about her. She's you're you're above her. You're a princess. You're better than her. And he starts talking about his background. His background is that he once was a soldier for Dejathoris's father, but he wasn't he wasn't a good fit and he refused orders and that kind of thing. And so what we end up with is him just he brings her into a banquet and he's trying to be charming, but she comes into the banquet and she realizes there are red men, which is what they are. There are green, which is what Tars Tarkas is. And there are white and black and yellow. And she asks, what is this? What is going on here? What is the council of five? And of course, now I'm thinking to myself, what in the world is going on here? These five races, that must be council of five five races and he says that it's a society it's a society dedicated to returning barsoom to its former glory it's composed of members of all five races and this is mythology stuff that's coming up that i'm not aware of because i have read some of the john carter stuff but not all of it and it's been a long long time and i enjoyed it but i didn't really get into it as like a super fan that I want to know all the minutia and details and that kind of thing. Uh, he says, I said five races, princess, the, the, the blacks and the yellows are not merely legends, you see, but you'll learn all that soon enough. Well, then the, the woman who is jealous spills some soup on Deja Thoris, so she has to conveniently be taken away to go and bathe and get the soup washed off of her. He goes with her, of course, because he's been assigned to her. So after her bath, uh, as they are walking away, she starts asking questions, finding out things about the council and what their motivations are. They want to resume the former glory that Barsoom once had. And that will mean maybe, you know, calling out some of the population, decreasing the population so that the strong can have all the resources they need. And then she starts playing him. And she she's going to go into the room where she's staying. She doesn't want him to leave. And he says, oh, you've been away from your husband for so long. You need, you know, someone like me. And so she starts again asking him questions and he slaps her. He slaps her because he realizes he's being played. And then he decides, you know what? doesn't matter. I'm going to love you the way a man loves a woman. So she takes his dagger and stabs him in the back with it. And then she takes his blaster and runs away. And as he's as she's running away, she's seen by a couple people, but she knows she doesn't have time. She ends up hiding in a room with the woman who was jealous of her. They switch clothes, which we, which means the woman has um, I don't know what you call the little sash thing that hangs from the waist that kind of hangs between the legs, um, and then there's the the bra thing that she's wearing. So she's now wearing green instead of red. She sends that other woman, makes her run down the hall, and the guards go after her and kill her. This gives her time to make an escape, get into a spaceship. And she's doing all this stuff, and I'm just I'm pumping my fist. But I'm going to save uh, some of the examination until, until later here. But anyway, they go and they attack the, the factory, the air factory, the atmosphere factory. And as they are attacking the atmosphere factory... Um, the people from helium they're they're going and they're going to stop the attack and so there's a war over the city and uh, one of the ships from the bad guys starts attacking other ships from the bad guys well guess what it's deja thoris 
She reveals herself to her father. Communications end up going back to the city. John Carter finds out she's still alive. He jumps into a flying ship, takes his uh, his pet, Wula, and they go off because he's going to join his wife in battle. And join her, he does. Of course, as the atmosphere starts to thin from the atmosphere machine not being able to churn out as as you know the the, the air that everyone needs to breathe uh deja thoris is basically fighting alone because she has air masks the bad guys are outfitted with air masks that they need the good guys are not so john carter he gets an air mask he jumps into the battle we get a couple pages just two the last two pages of the book john carter swinging his sword fighting back to back with Dejah Thoris, who's shooting and shooting and shooting. He fights, and then finally the battle is over, and she stops him. She puts her hand on his shoulder, and then we get a nice silhouette of the two of them standing together with a silhouette of a whole bunch of dead bad guys. And then they remove their masks, and they kiss. Kissed her as I never have before. We were together again, and there was nothing more I could ask for than to stand alive with the incomparable Dejah Thoris in my arms. You know, last issue, I was wondering to myself, okay, who, how is he going to do this? How is he going to find her? And I was ready for this issue to just be about him investigating and finding out where she ended up. And what did I get? I got something so much better. Dejah Thoris, she totally just kicks butt gets the bad guys i mean there she's out of there she escapes herself and not only does she escape on her own she thwarts the invading fleet coming in to take down the atmosphere factory now it, the, some bombs do go off and the atmosphere factory does take damage but i'm i'm reading this and i'm expecting because i haven't seen her since the beginning I'm expecting this to be another John Carter story, him off trying to find her. And this would be him traveling out there, maybe, you know, grabbing people and tell me where she is if you, you know, and, and just giving people the strong arm or whatever. But no, no, Deja Thoris is the hero here. She's the one who she does all of the prime action. She pushes everything forward and it's her choosing to do so. This is not at all why I was, what I was expecting, uh, but on the same token, it was what I wanted. I just didn't know it was what I wanted. I've been waiting to hear from her and see her. I thought she was sitting in a cell somewhere. Now, the other thing that this issue does is it is it gives us a bunch of mythology stuff. What is this council that they've been talking about? Uh, they, they've been talking about it for the last, you know, six, five issues. What is this council of five? Well... We're finding out a little bit here that it's the five races and two of the races are races that were considered legendary and now they're back. This is this issue of John Carter, Warlord of Mars, is that episode that happens a couple times a season, basically during sweeps time, where they have a little bit more budget. They give you more action, more special effects. They give you more revelations and they also give you along with that a satisfying story and characters that you like doing things you aren't expecting this episode is it's similar to you know like the uh the winter soldier tie-in episode of agents of shield where everything changes afterward this for me 
was an awesome series. All of a sudden went from, hey, this is so good. I'm giving it an 8.5. It jumped up to a 9. And, okay, how many issues in are we? What, seven? Seven issues in? Like I said, I have gotten my money worth with this. I expect there will be more like this. I don't know if it can maintain this level of quality for the entire run, but it only has to maintain it for, you know, a little bit longer. And I'll this I'll I'll consider it fully paid for uh, since I got a super great deal on this omnibus. But man, this is a good, good tale. I'm excited for the next one. And like I have said before, I cannot recommend John Carter, Warlord of Mars by Marvel highly enough if you really enjoy high fantasy and sci-fi fantasy. This is just good stuff in comic book form. Marv Wolfman, I know he's a great writer. He's done some of the biggest comic book events of all time. Crisis on Infinite Earths. I mean, come on. This here, though, it's just exciting and it's unexpected and even though I know, you know, the idea is this takes place in between two chapters in the first Warlord of Mars book, A Princess of Mars. You know what? It doesn't matter that I know John Carter or Dejah Thoris and Tars Tarkas are going to come out of it alive. I want to know how. And it's exciting. It's exciting. So now it's time to turn our attention to the bullpen bulletin. And then uh, it will, will be done with this episode of Comic Book Time Machine. And there's really not a lot to report, actually, from the bullpen bulletin. The ads are all pretty standard. There was nothing that really stuck out to me. Uh, the hostess ad is still that stupid one with the lawyer sphinx guy. He's wearing green. He's got the wings and he's like he's a legal eagle, I think, is, is the joke or whatever. And yeah, whatever. Um, I'd like to get a new hostess ad. Come on, man. Next month, I'm hoping for something new. We'll see. Although in the actual Marvel's bullpen bulletin, it does mention that Roy Thomas has more TV movie deals coming like Star Wars. And that that's reminding me, I don't know exactly what's coming next. I do know titles that I have purchased. I'm just not sure when they come up in my reading order here uh, until I pull the polybag from the box. But uh, I do know of some possibilities of what that could be. And so that little blurb, that's for me. That blurb right there is specifically for, hey, if you like our licensed sci-fi Star Wars, you're going to like some of this other stuff. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, there's also a notice that um, the Marvel magazine, the fan magazine, FOOM, Friends of Old Marvel, uh, they're going to do an Egg Rice Burroughs issue, which that, that, that stuff, the interview with Marv Wolfman is actually in the John Carter omnibus, and so I'm going to read that as part of the the next month's coverage. But there's really nothing else that that real special. And I already talked about the the double no prize that's going out to the the writer about the Canadian human fly thing. But I want to thank you once again for listening. Then, and wanted to remind you that you can find us on Twitter where we are Comic Time, and you can also find us on Facebook. Please like us on Facebook. We'll announce new episodes there. It's a uh, Facebook.com slash comic book time machine. You can find me online at benavery.com. You can find the comic book time machine online at comic book time machine.com. And, you know, 
we do this because we enjoy reading these comics and we enjoy talking about comics. And so really I've just spent a whole you know hour and 20 some minutes just talking to you about stuff that I'm really enjoying. I would like to know if this is stuff that you are enjoying. I would like to know if you have any memories of this stuff or if you're led to go and, and maybe pick some of these stuff out. I, I don't know, but we'd love to hear from you. And I do actually have some uh, listener feedback uh, for next next episode that's actually uh, someone who read ahead of me with Human Fly, uh, Human Fly number five. And so I'm excited to finally be able to read that and know what he's talking about. He sent it in after I covered issue number two, and I didn't really know what, what was going on with the plot from issue number five. So I, I'm excited to read the email again, actually knowing what he's referring to. So until next time, everyone, thank you again for listening and Godspeed. Thanks for listening to the Comic Book Time Machine's Marvel's Cosmic Comics feed. You can find more discussion of many, many more comics like Superman and Spider-Man, What Ifs and Elseworlds, The Six Million Dollar Man and Batman, comics seven days old and seven decades old, on our main feed, which you can find on iTunes or at comicbooktimemachine.com. We'd also love it if you join us on Facebook at facebook.com or on Twitter, where we are at Comic Time. Next episode, January 1978 cover date, starting with Star Wars number seven.